hey, Michael, guess what? What? The contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only. You mean they're not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice? No way. Today on The Lab Report. <laughs> the Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> that's right. Somebody get the thing out of here. God, that's a big bird. It's frightening the children. What children? The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to The Lab Report. So we're releasing a random Thanksgiving episode in the middle of the week. Well, no one's going to listen to it on Thanksgiving. We're going to be drunk cooking. Great point. Anyway. Hello! Hey, Michael Chapman. Hi, Patty Devers. Patricia. Wow. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How about you? I'm fantastic. <laughs> Hope you are all fantastic. And welcome to this very special episode of The Lab Report brought to you by Genova Diagnostics. It's where we talk about things like functional medicine and mm -hmm. specialty lab testing, also integrative therapeutics and the like. And if you like this show, you should probably go to iTunes or Spotify and subscribe to The Lab Report. Leave us some stars, some feedback. Let you, us know what you think. Yeah, you should probably do that. You should probably do that. And if you have feedback, you can email that feedback to podcast at gdx.net and we will peruse it. Peruse it? That's right. Anywho, what we're trying to say is, Welcome to this very special Thanksgiving episode of The Lab Report. Oh, that's brilliant. Patty. What? What are we going to talk about? Well, I think if we're going to talk about something related to Thanksgiving, we have to start with... Biochemistry. Absolutely. Nothing says biochemistry like a Thanksgiving holiday. That's right. And before we actually get into the biochemistry, I'd like to say one thing. What? The thing under the turkey's neck. What do you mean? The thing that, that sort of drapes down yeah. looks like basically it's serving no purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it what, serves some purpose. But. I, I doubt it. What is that? Is that the gizzard? N I, I always thought... No, I think the gizzard's... Is it part of the gizzard? No. The gizzard's something different. What is the gizzard? What, Certainly we, not that. We don't know anything about turkey anatomy. We need to figure this out. All right, let's Google it. Wow, that is the fastest typing I've ever seen you type. It's almost like you're not actually typing anything, but uh, that can't be possible. I mean, suffice it to say, you need all those letters. Got it. Okay. So, the anatomical structures of the head and throat of a domestic turkey include the caruncles, which is that small fleshy excretions as part of the normal anatomy. Caruncles. The caruncles. It includes wattles. Are you, are you serious? Snoods. Are you serious right now? I'm totally serious. In a beard. Waddles. Waddles. Do you like snoods? Yeah. This is a Doctor Seuss story. This is not a turkey. <laughs> Needless to say, it's not the gizzard. Can't wait to use snoods in my lexicon. <laughs> well, either way, since we're on the topic of turkey, yeah. and biochemistry, uh huh. Let's talk about turkey and why people get sleepy <laughs> when they eat it. Okay, sure. Well, yeah, I think a lot of people are familiar with this concept, uh, uh -huh. or at least it's talked about. It's almost colloquial these days, where turkey is high in tryptophan. Mm -hmm. Tryptophan is what? An tryptophan amino is amino acid, an essential amino acid, right. right? Which means we must get it from our diet. Yeah, and it's actually, you know, the funny thing about tryptophan is tryptophan is actually the least abundant amino acid proportionally to all the other amino acids. 
interestingly, mm-hmm. you, you know, turkey has only just a little bit more tryptophan than chicken. What? And not even as much as a pork chop. So why don't we get sleepy when we eat chicken or pork chops? What? Well, because pork chops are so delicious that they're just, they, they, it wakes like you a up. Stimulant. Oh, well then why do people associate tryptophan with being sleepy? Oh, that's a good question. Thanks. So tryptophan is a precursor to some of our neurotransmitters, right? Mm-hmm. Precursor to serotonin production. Right. And then serotonin can ultimately turn into melatonin. The sleep hormone. And so the higher level of melatonin, you might start to feel a little bit groggy. Have you ever taken melatonin like during the day or taken too much melatonin at night? No, but I've eaten a lot of turkey. <laughs> okay. Well, it tends to make you a little bit groggy. But it, hmm. But back to your original point. The fact that turkey is getting this rap is like being so high in tryptophan compared to these other things. Uh, It just goes to show like maybe it's actually not the tryptophan in the turkey. And maybe that's a little bit of an old wives tale. Agreed. Maybe it's because you're eating so many other foods and overeating in general. I'm willing to place my money on the fact that it probably has to do with the insulin effect Mm. of the meal that you just consumed. All right, well, let's talk about some of the biochemistry of some of the other things people eat on Thanksgiving. Let's talk about cranberry sauce. No one's eating cranberry sauce. Some people do. It's terrible. And I would say, first and foremost, there's a lot of sugar in cranberry sauce. Sure is. So you got to be careful about that. Because you know why there's a lot of sugar in cranberry sauce? Because cranberries are very tart, so you got to make it sweet so you could eat it. That's right. But then there's a lot of health benefits to cranberries. Yes. Like what? Well, it's rich in antioxidants, for one. That's the first thing I think about when I think about cranberries. You want to talk a little bit about antioxidants? Well, they're rich in vitamin C. Sure. Which is an antioxidant, as we've discussed. There's also a lot of polyphenols Mm. in cranberry, flavonoids. But So that's good because they're good for oxidative stress in general. But there's also quercetin. Quercetin. That's interesting. In in cranberry. Yeah, when I think about quercetin, I think about, you know, that could be good for allergies and Mm -hmm. uh, mast cell stabilizers, what we think about with quercetin, also an antioxidant as well. Right. Um, But with all those polyphenols, you know, whether they're coming from cranberries or other berries, they tend to have epigenetic effects on some of your antioxidant defense systems. Mm -hmm. So it tends to upregulate production of your antioxidant defense systems. That's one of the mechanisms by which it's uh, considered an antioxidant. Well, let's talk about something else regarding cranberries. Okay. So a lot of people take cranberries. Besides its terrible taste? No. Some people drink cranberry juice for urinary tract infection. So there's got to be some type of antimicrobial effect here. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And um, before I get into that, I'd just like to retract what I said about cranberries. (laughs) I actually don't think they're terrible tasting. I think they're quite good. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just being facetious on that. But as it relates to antimicrobial properties... Cranberry apologetics, really? Okay, I'm apologizing because I don't want to be fielding the emails coming into podcast at gdx.net talking about how great cranberries are. All right. So, there. Well, after the candy corn fiasco, I'm not going to be surprised. (laughs) Man, we got a lot of emails with that one. We really did. Jeez, it took weeks to respond to all those. So, uh, cranberries, some of the compounds in cranberries are thought to inhibit the ability of certain bacteria to adhere to the lining of the urinary tract, Hmm. thereby making them not necessarily antimicrobial, but beneficial in people who have chronic or recurrent UTIs. And so that's, that's another thing that people think about with respect to cranberry juice. And the truth is, it can be straight cranberry juice without the Mm -hmm. sweetener, but there does also seem to be some effect even if some of the sweetener is in there. So don't let that dissuade somebody from using cranberry juice if it's been sweetened. All right, well, let's talk potatoes. First first of all. Your wheelhouse. First of all, I'm an expert in potatoes. Yes. Having grown up with 
Polish heritage. Yes. So if I ask you, Michael, what do you like better? Sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, mashed potatoes? What's your potato of choice? So on a regular Tuesday, mm-hmm. I would say that my potato of choice is probably mashed potatoes. Okay. But when we're talking about Thanksgiving, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got a mean recipe for the scallop potatoes. Ooh. Probably not the best for you, given everything that's in there. Okay. But it's Thanksgiving, right? We're going to make some allowances, <laughs> or at least I'm going to make some allowances. Maybe that's a problem. Maybe <laughs> we shouldn't be making so many allowances on Thanksgiving. Perhaps. But I'm, but I'm doing it because it's a family. It's my grandma's recipe for yeah. scalloped potatoes. Okay. So there you go. Well, the good thing is there's a lot of health benefits to potato, right? First and foremost, there's soluble and insoluble fiber in potatoes. And sweet potatoes themselves are also somewhat full of antioxidants. And so we know it's important for the gut microbiome. Wait, 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 wait. We didn't ask you your potato question. You're the potato expert being oh. from Polish heritage. Oh, yeah. What, what's, what do we do with oh, potatoes? Mashed, mashed potatoes. Oh. Mashed potatoes. Okay. But I do love sweet potatoes. Thought you were going to like come up with some Polish phrase term for oh, no. we eat potato dish. Oh, no. We eat potato pancakes. Is that the, the Polish name for them? Potato no. pancakes? No, it's Plotki's Jemdesiania. Whoa. Right. Glad I asked. We also eat scalloped potatoes, mashed potatoes, all kinds of potatoes. We like potatoes. Okay. All right. We were talking about how potatoes affect the microbiome. Right. So, and butyrate, right? Hmm. Cold potatoes. Now, this is important. Now, they have to be cold. Yeah, it's true. Everyone says cooked and cooled mm-hmm. potatoes. Mm-hmm. That's going to be what has all the resistant starch, which then makes its way down to the microbiome that ferments it into N butyrate. That's the whole thing. Now, why it has to be cooled yeah. for it to be to be fermented into N butyrate and why bacteria can't is it because it's like it's it's too hot? Yeah, I think there's something it about the, the digestion of it higher up when it's hot versus when it's when cold. When you eat a cold potato, you're still breaking it down and digesting it with the same HCL, listen, with the same body temperatures, listen, with the same enzymes. Listen. It doesn't matter. Either way, potatoes are delicious. <laughs> delicious and nutritious. We're just ignoring the other things that we're adding to them to make them palatable like right. The, cheese and, and the butter cream and, and yeah. salt and all that Listen. stuff yeah i mean it's if delicious. we're doing this episode we're just gonna have to recognize that we're we're picking out the good aspects <laughs> and really ignoring a lot of the stuff that's the our holidays michael in our traditional <laughs> dishes yeah you know you sort of you just deal with all right that's good so we got the turkey on the table mm-hmm. we got the potatoes and whichever form your favorite is on the table we what else cra- we got on the dining we got the room cranberry table? sauce yeah yep, right yep what let's, else is on that table let's let's think vegetable are there vegetables well, on that table? It depends. I happen to know that your signature dish for Thanksgiving <laughs> is the green bean casserole. Representing with the the solitary vegetable. There you go. For Thanksgiving, <laughs> and I have to say that since moving to the south, <laughs> my my beloved green bean casserole got replaced with what? With what? Mac and cheese. Wow. Mac and cheese. I mean, I still make the green bean casserole, but I'm just saying, like, no around the it. table. Right. No, nobody it, eats it's it. It's like the mac and cheese is the thing. And so uh, it's really interesting. Well, we know green beans are really nutritious, right? There's vitamin A, vitamin K, folate, calcium. Well, what is it that you do to your green beans to make them into this casserole, Michael? How do I make it? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's easy. You just read the instructions on the mushroom soup box. Wow. <laughs> Processed food. Look, I mean, I've got two kids, right? right. Like, uh, I'm not going to be making mushroom soup from scratch. It's just not going to happen. Okay. But I am using fresh green beans. Good. And what I do with the green beans is, you know, you cut off the ends. you got to de-string them and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they're organic. And, and high-quality green beans are probably going to have the strings in them. Very important. You don't want right. strings in your green bean casserole. It's going to ruin the whole thing. Hmm. But uh, I, 
I sort of par cook them. I steam them first, so to to make sure that when they actually are done baking, they are nice and soft. We're gonna link to the recipe in the show notes. What you're just gonna put like a a picture of the <laughs> mushrooms back of the mushroom That's soup right. box? That's exactly right. Awesome. But that does take me to mushrooms, right? And mushrooms have health benefits as well. Okay. Mushrooms, depending on where they're grown, mushrooms are high in vitamin D. Bet you didn't know that. No. Mushrooms are also uh, thought to be good for the immune system, right? They're immunomodulatory. So there, boom, another well, benefit for the green bean casserole. To be completely honest, I don't associate mushrooms with Thanksgiving. <laughs> and furthermore, are there even mushrooms in this processed mushroom soup that you're putting on the casserole? You're not even eating mushrooms on Thanksgiving. I mean, it's in the, it's in the soup. <laughs> well, what about onions? Do you put onions in it? No, I don't, I don't put onions in it. On it? Like fried onions? I mean, I'm not going to admit to whether or not there's fried onions on top of it. I'm just going to say that uh, something's got to give the crunch. And hmm. uh, you got to figure that out. Figure that one out for yourself. I'm going to plead the fifth. Wow. What about anything Anything you got unique? Anything that your family does, puts on the table, that's uh, maybe a staple for your family that uh, other families don't do? Well, not really, considering that. We eat pierogies and kielbasa with every meal every day. So adding it to Thanksgiving doesn't make it unique to me. So Thanksgiving is like your opportunity to, to not have those <laughs> Correct. Foods. Okay. Correct. What do you think about hollandaise sauce? I don't. <laughs> another thing, since we're talking about turkey and mashed mm-hmm. potatoes, you know another like just guilty pleasure Go ahead. of Thanksgiving? <laughs> it's the gravy. But it's I not just gravy. the gravy. <gasps> it's the gravy boat. I love gravy. There's something so satisfying about the gravy boat. How come? Why do we call it a boat? Well, it looks like a boat. Oh. Right. But I just love that there's like this specialty artisan mm-hmm. ceramic dish that is used specifically for, just for gravy. gravy, right? How great is that? Well, then how often do you use it during the year? And it pours so nice. It's really just on Thanksgiving. <laughs> we're, we're pulling out the boat. That's right. Well, when I think about... The gravy, I always think about stuffing, which is really just, in essence, a bunch of bread, a lot of carbs that you pour a lot of gravy on. Moving on. Yeah. What else you got on that table? Well, I'm thinking, okay, pumpkin pie. Mm. Let's talk pumpkin, people. Cool. Well, it's orange, right? So you know what orange means. Carotene. Bingo. Yeah, we know beta carotene is a very powerful antioxidant and actually gives orange vegetables and fruits their color. Yeah, and it's squash, right? Squashes yep. have a lot of vitamin C. And, you know, it's technically a fruit because it has seeds in it. That's funny. Right. It's a fruit that grows on the ground. That's right. But it also has a lot of other important nutrients. Like what, Michael? Like vitamin C. Mm-hmm. And it is fiber. Beta carotene. It's fiber. Vitamin like, K. Right. Yeah, and as you mentioned, fiber. Yeah, so pumpkin, good for you, right? Yeah, but you know what we're ignoring here, what's going unsaid? is that we're not just eating pumpkin for dessert. We're wrapping it up in sugar and cinnamon, wrapping it in some kind of a pie crust that's Mm -hmm. really just processed carbs. Mm -hmm. So really... So really what you're saying is roast the pumpkin seeds and eat those and throw the pumpkin away. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, Thanksgiving, (laughs) we've, we've had this whole discussion about all these healthy foods, but really it's also a day where we're eating a lot of unhealthy things as well. So I think moderation is key. And here's a flip side to that. Mm-hmm. We're talking about kind of the traditional Thanksgiving dishes. Correct. You don't have to do that. That's a thousand percent right. You don't have to do the traditional dishes. Mm-hmm. You can absolutely modify your Thanksgiving so that it is less offensive to your metabolic systems mm-hmm. and more healthy. 
Yeah, like there's great protein in turkey. You don't have to eat cranberry sauce filled with sugar, right? You can have cold potatoes. These are all great things. Yeah, and you can also consider like swapping out the mac and cheese for like some Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. Right? Yeah, and if you don't want the mushroom soup, the crunchy onions on top, just mm-hmm. have some green beans. There it is. Bada boom. Bada bing. And I know there's a ton of different options. If you go online, there's a lot of options of how to make your Thanksgiving a little bit more nutritious and a little bit less offensive. So, you know, get creative with it is all I'm trying to say. And the other piece of this, if yeah. we're going to promote health and wellness, is that after you finish finish your dinner yeah. that you've now made, as you say, less offensive mm. and healthy, chose healthier options, why not move a little bit? We've had enough exercise physiologists and kinesiologists on this show to know that even just a little bit of movement can make a huge difference you don't want to be gaining weight over the holidays. Just move a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's really nice to go for a walk uh, after a big meal. Like, that that always is, like, super soothing mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? It's probably a good time to get out there and rake those leaves out of your yard, <laughs> Joe. Looking yeah, at Joe. you, Joe. All those leaves have been sitting in your yard for months on end. Wait, who's Joe? I don't know. Oh. Another activity that you can do. What's that? You know, get get the blood pumping a little bit. Get that tree down from the attic or the storage See, facility. Now, I said this in a prior episode around how Thanksgiving is the perfect day. Everyone's at your house. Why not have them pull out some Christmas decorations? I mean... And you're like, you have enough to worry about. Don't put them up. I'm oh. just saying you got to prep. I got gotcha. Because if you're doing okay. it the next day, you got to right. get that tree down. I'll you know, that. Depending on how big the tree is, uh, you know, might exert some effort there. All right. I'll accept that. Another concept that we talk about a lot on this podcast is around the HPA axis and stress. And so when a lot of people hear holidays like Thanksgiving, (laughs) Christmas, they get stressed. There's a lot of stress involved. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot going on, you know. You got the family. You got to make sure the house is clean. Prep. You got to yeah. get all the food ready. The kids are running around. That's right. The lions are playing on TV. You got a lot of stress going on, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a really great point. And I think it's a perfect opportunity to start some of your practices if you haven't been practicing. Um, it's a good opportunity, just like every once in a while, every so often, just take a breath. Uh, maybe try and carve out fifteen minutes for yourself to do a little mindfulness. You know, there's another idea something called the mindful minute Mm -hmm. and like try to figure out something that you do regularly throughout the day that you can now start to do mindfully. Like maybe every time you check your phone, like mm-hmm. right before you pick up the phone and look at it, you actually you, you feel that impulse and you say, OK, I'm going to look at my phone. But as I do it, I'm going to be mindful about how I am incorporating this information into my life. Yeah. And it's just a little trigger to just bring you right back to that, that mindful place and keeps in general the stress at bay. Yeah. And we did a lot of talk about breath work on this podcast and meditation. And then there's the concept of grounding, just getting out in nature. So any of these things, whatever small step you can take in the midst of the holiday season, I think is going to help. Throw the, throw the football around the yard. You know, if you play an instrument, like get it out and entertain some of your guests. Or even Joe outside raking the leaves. That can be mindful. Yeah. It's good for you. Get out there. Your yard looks terrible. One last thing, Michael. What's that? I think we would be remiss if we didn't discuss the concept of gratitude as it relates to Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah. Hence the name, Thanksgiving. Oh, see. (laughs) Now we're really getting into some feel goods. That's right. Well, to be honest, there's a lot of really good literature out there and a lot of study around gratitude interventions. You know, Mm. things like writing a gratitude journal or every day just writing down three things that you're thankful for and and all the long-term benefits. 
And another thing that we talk a lot about in functional medicine is community mm-hmm. and social uh, social circles and social connection, right? And so the holidays provide a really great time for that. I know things are a little tricky right now with everything going on with COVID and it's making it perhaps uh, it's impeding on people's ability to travel, but you can still you can still make it work. You can still set up Zoom family calls. You can still try to do your best to like incorporate that social connection because family and, and these things are so important from your overall health standpoint. And here at Genova, in the Genova family, we have a lot to be thankful for. Yes. Right. So if I were to say to you, Michael, tell me something that you're grateful for in this Thanksgiving. Oh, man, putting me on the spot. There's there's so many things to be thankful for. I I mean, first and foremost, my family. Right. Uh, It's just it's it's everything to me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm also supremely thankful for uh, this position working here at Genova. And I'm very much thankful for this podcast and getting the chance to work with you every day and having a friend like you. I'm really thankful for that. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously all the things I'm thankful for every day, having shelter, I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for food. I'm thankful for these things that, uh, you know, I try not to take for granted on a regular basis. It's so true. And I think we both, I mean, everyone shares that love. I mean, your grat- your gratitude for your family. And I think about our family here at Genova mm-hmm. and the friendships that we have in this podcast. And we're grateful for all of the listeners. So thank you. And I think Genova is just grateful for all of our clients and, and how much we interact with you through the course of a year. So yeah, a lot absolutely. to be thankful for here. Yeah. And even our relationships, you know, on the phones when we do clinical consults yep. and, and as a functional medicine community, like how close-knit we are as a group. Um, thankful for, for all that and, and all the wonderful work that everyone is doing out there from a practitioner standpoint, from a healing standpoint. Uh, just just really grateful. I'm also thankful for Joe. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Joe. You can borrow my rake. Next time on The Lab Report, we're going to burn some calories. Yeah, I think we need it after this episode. Either that or I'm going to burn my belt. Wow. You've been listening to The Lab Report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. Putting your Christmas decorations up? Yeah, we'll probably put the tree up. Um, a little concerned this year because is the it decorations real, real or is it artificial? Oh, it's artificial. I'm oh, okay. Cleaning up needles and sap. <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, usually it's the cat who's knocking things off. But now that I've got the purple minion in my house, meaning your son. That's right. Knocking things off the tree. He's going to be in the tree. <laughs> Either that, or he's just going to be shaking it so all the ornaments fall off. Well, with all that mess, why not then just get a real tree? Good point.